always got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Welcome to the Obscure World of Disney. You're listening to the Obscure Disney Podcast. It's our belief that no detail is too small, no character cameo too short, and no quirk too strange to be celebrated. And with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, why not get an annual pass wherever you get your podcast from or find us at ObscureDisneyPodcast.com. And see all of our fun patches at DisneyPatch.com. Steve, why do they call it that? Call it what? Ratatouille. I mean, it sounds like rat patootie. It does sound like that. That's because it's the name of the dish, yeah? It's a line from the movie, actually. Oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Did not know that. <laughs> Rapatootie. They literally say that in the movie? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's when he he gets Linguini drunk and he starts asking random questions like, why would they call it that? Ah, uh, yes. So. Why I, would they call I, it that? I don't know. And I'm not even sure what it translates to or if it's just like a proper noun. Yeah. Uh, I assume it's French. It seems like it would be French, but I'm not really sure what it means. Huh. I bet Disney knows what it means now that they've made a movie and a write about it, right? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, so they have built the ride at Epcot, right? They have. Um, and it's looking fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful from the outside. Well, because they didn't just build the ride. They built like an environment for the ride. It's a whole Parisian street, right? Like, is the kind of concept. It so is looking that way. It is looking just absolutely beautiful. And here's the thing about it, too, also. With Epcot, Epcot like, that part of Epcot was already so dang gorgeous. Mm. All of the, the Paris, right? That's where that one was? France. France. That's mm-hmm. where that whole corner back there is just, like, pr- amazing. Yeah. Um, It feels like they almost should have given the love to another pavilion that needed more help right <laughs> well they had the ratatouille ride already built so they kind of yeah just kind of transferred it yeah really. it's easy to do that yeah um but it hasn't officially opened yet it definitely has not um there's been a lot of dates that were given originally i think it was like for this summer of 2020 right that's when they originally were planning on it i mean it's it's ready so i would assume it either summer or fall of 2020 they were planning on opening that's when they were planning on opening it yeah um recent footage from inside the park of epcot has shown that it's basically ready they're literally putting down like grass and everything yeah but you know as one would expect i guess they haven't given any details any dates any kind of um any kind of mention of when they think it's going to be opening right when they plan on opening it so at this point it's literally just everybody's guess as to what they were when they're going to open so that's what we're going to do we're just going to guess we're going to guess (laughs) well the thing about this that i find interesting is they could open it and probably boost some of their numbers. I think it's it would be fair to say that a lot of people would put a lot of effort into trying to get there for the opening of an attraction, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that they have limited the number of people that can go into the parks. Right. And then on top of that, um, they have made it so you have to have a reservation for a specific day for a specific park. Right. So... It's a very uh, shrunk number that would be able to be there on an opening day. And I'm not sure that Disney wants to 
draw in that amount of crowd uh, with the the current situation that's going on. Yeah. Yeah, because the other problem would be even if they do limit, because they, they are, they're going to be limiting the crowds to 25%, and Epcot's a ginormous park. So sure. 25% that is probably still the full capacity of um, Animal Kingdom on a regular day. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, the line I kid. With, a, with a six feet distancing between everybody, the line for something like that could go all the way to the front of the park. Like Legit. They, they could loop all the way around the world, world showcase. showcase like four times yeah yeah it would be crazy and that would be the other problem about it too even if you limit it to 25 percent, everybody's going to run back to that ride and right. still crowd out that ride and it's going to be really hard to manage that along with social distancing and everything else that has to happen right now right so i don't think that disney's excited about that as no. an option although a couple of years or a while back basically when they're getting ready to open star wars we you and i i don't think we ever did an official podcast on that we're talking about uh, opening off the, on the off season yeah that they it almost felt like they purposely were waiting until like january to open as opposed to opening during the christmas season because christmas is already so chaotic and crazy and busy yeah why not put it onto a time of year when it was going to be slower anyway yeah so maybe that's what they're going to be doing with ratatouille maybe well, and it turned out to be a good call for them because they extended their basically their holiday numbers for at least for Hollywood Studios for into uh, January into January. And so it probably saved did them a lot of good to do that. Yeah, it was um, a smart strategy. But with with the lack of information as to how long the situation with the coronavirus and the social distancing is going to be mandatory, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see an opening of Ratatouille for potentially a good minute. Yeah. Uh, because th I know they probably don't want to be responsible for having to turn lots and lots of people away. Right. When they're opening an attraction that they want to bring in crowds with. Right. Right. Yeah, there was another speculation. Disney, I think they even... So, like, Universal did this a bit when they were opening Hagrid's Motorcycles. What's the actual name of that ride? Do oh, you know? Don't, don't make me... I so long. The longest attraction name ever. Uh, yeah, when they were getting ready to open that ride over at Universal, basically, they just uh, started doing soft openings when they just started opening it on any random day with right. no fanfare whatsoever. Right. And people have been speculating that with, like, Ratatouille, that was definitely something that people could... They, that Disney might be able to do for this right is have no announcement and just start opening it. Uh, it's not really Disney's MO to do that though. It no way is it. It like they've never done that. Have they? <laughs> not that I know of. I've, I've not seen them do a soft opening of anything. Universal studios is well known for doing soft openings. And it seems to me that only specific people seem to be able to tell when they're about to do soft openings. Yeah. Um, and it tends to be a lot of vloggers uh, that apparently know people on the inside. So they just magically happen to be in the park the day they're doing soft openings for things. Right. Um, like, for instance, they did a soft opening of the newborn identity show in Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. And people were like, they said they might be doing it today, but we're not sure. So we're just here just in case kind of thing. And I, I... I personally think that's a very strange way to open a ride. Um, I understand in some cases it helps them get some of the bugs out without it being opening day officially. Uh -huh. But I think you lose a lot of uh, 
excitement that could build up uh, for an actual specific opening date. Right. Uh, but it could be a really magical moment to just be in the park and have it just be open. And you're like, oh, I guess we're going on the new ride today. You know, it's not likely that anybody in the park would not know that like the it hadn't opened yet, but it would be funny to not even be to go on it and not even know that you're the one going on it for the first time. Right. Be like, Oh, I thought that had been open for a long time. I had no idea it was the first day. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I, I don't know how that would work out for any, I mean, I guess there are people that aren't Disney mm-hmm. crazy people that yeah, the average person only goes every three or four years sure. or something. They yeah. might not remember the details of it. Some people don't consume Disney media as, as much as we do, I guess. Right. Uh, I think it would be interesting. I think I don't think that you and I have ever been there when they just randomly were like, hey, this is open. Do you want to try uh-huh. it? It's not ever been a thing. And so it could be a really fun thing. However, I I don't see Disney doing it. Remind me, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, was that opening day or opening week? That was we opening there? weekend that we were there. Okay, that so was I think we fun. were there the second day that it was online. That was pretty fun. Uh, it was a madhouse. <laughs> the only, the first time we'd ever seen California Adventure that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's happened before. This is the problem with Disney opening rides is that we see the very, the, the ravenous Disney fans who are obviously there in support of these sort of things. It turns into a bit of a three ring circus when they open something new and like uh, for a very long time, you could not get fast passes to Radiator Springs Racers at California Adventure if right. you did not elbow someone in the face and take off running at the rope drop. You right. know what I mean? Like it was crazy. Oh, busy. completely true. And we found that with um, Rise of the Resistance, now they have a much better way of doing it where you just do it all through the app when as soon as you right. get logged into the gate and then they let everybody log in stand in a line and then everybody hits the refresh button on that to get in order to get into that. So do you think I wouldn't be surprised at all if we find out that's the way that they do openings going forward? It's a hundred percent possible. The, the only downside to it is that um, we've heard that getting those kind of fast passes is insanely difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how that works out to be so insanely difficult, but when you have, Let's just be generous and say 400, 500 people all trying to get fast passes at the same time. That tends to be an issue. You meant thousands, right? 4,000, 5,000 people. <laughs> well, I mean, we especially I now did. with the coronavirus, you don't have 5,000 people yeah. standing at the front gates like you did you know, before this situation happened. Right. So you have these hundreds of people all trying to get fast passes at the same time. And we've heard that they're literally gone within seconds seconds of the time rolling over to the time that they're available. Yeah, I think it literally is taking about a minute to three minutes for Rise of the Resistance. And what they started doing for that one throughout the day as well is they're now releasing them at like in the morning and then again at two in the afternoon and then the park's closed by four. So right or five or whatever it is. So they, they basically release them in two or three batches throughout the day. Right. And you, you could do that for Ratatouille. And then even, you know, into 21, 2021 and 2022 and stuff, you know, yeah. maybe that's just the way that they're going to open rights now that you just kind of get, get in line that way. Yeah. 
And it, it I personally think it is a better way to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I really dislike the kind of uh, very aggressive nature that comes over people when you're trying to get in line for something new. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do not mind being rude. They do not mind cutting you off. They do not mind. They will trip you with their stroller. <laughs> they do not mind standing <laughs> in line and then letting 17 of their best friends come up with them when they get further up in the line. Like it, it turns into a, it turns into an unpleasant experience when you're trying to get on these rides. Uh, so if there is a way to avoid that altogether where it's all just done in a digital line format, yeah, I'm kind of down for that. Oh, for sure. Cause you look at something like how they do Dumbo now permanently at magic kingdom. Yeah. Where you literally go and sign up like you're getting dinner at Chili's and they give you a buzzer to let you know when it's your time to go get on the ride. And your kids get to run around and play inside right. the play and area. I I Super understand fun. that it it would be a strange way to do it, but I would almost be happy if that's how every ride was. Yeah. You you go through and you you don't it's not even a fast pass. You just digitally get in line for everything. Oh, and they could call it callback time. Sure. Oh, you just that. digitally stand Especially in line and then studios. you get to go and eat or watch a parade without thinking I could be standing in line for this ride instead. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your phone notifies you that it's your turn to go get in, you know, go get on this ride. So you just walk straight there and get on. Mm. It'd be so much easier than just being stuck in the queues forever. And stuff. Yeah. if I had to guess, though, with Ratatouille, I think that. There is no reason that Disney wouldn't want to keep this in their back pocket for after all of the um, parks are back to normal or Mm. as normal as possible. Sure. They're going to need a great big something, especially with Epcot. Yeah. They're going to need need a huge celebratory type of a thing. Sure. And I, if I would imagine, I would think that that's what they're going to do with it. They're going to turn it into a great big commercial and kind of a rallying point. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that that's exactly what they expected for. The, I mean, it, it would be though, but, you know, in the same way that when frozen opened completely took over that part of the park. Right. I could see that they definitely want that to be the case there. Cause it's going to be a really fun ride. It's going to be one of the, the new trackless rides yeah. that we're excited to see. This is like the first time it's one of the first times that we're seeing it in uh, a North America park at all. Right. Um, Which I'm excited for. Cause we've discussed the merits of trackless rides for a while now uh-huh. and what we wish they would do with trackless rides. Yeah. Uh, and apparently this one does it really well. So I'm excited to see what they've done with it. Honestly. And you ride around in a cute little mouse mobile in a mouse mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That looks like super fun. I'm excited to go see that. And I'm really excited to see Mickey's Runaway Railway as well. Yeah. I totally think I, I have, messed that lineup, but you know what I'm saying. I have to tell you, it is hard to not see spoilers on that ride. Completely. People really like Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's lots of videos everywhere. And y'all know me. I don't like spoilers. So mm-hmm. I try very hard not to look at them. I still haven't watched uh, Rise of the Resistance either even though there's yeah. about 70 ride-throughs of that. Oh, online. yeah, and that one's also trackless. Yeah. So I'm excited to experience both of those with new eyes for the first time. Oh, it's going to be fun. We are going to have tons of new rides to get back to. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Not only new rides, but a whole new show, potentially. 
Oh, yeah, because I was really concerned with the cutbacks that were happening throughout the park, mm -hmm. that there were that Harmonious was going to be on the chopping block. I was like, oh, I'm going to be so upset. Right. Which it, is the new show at Epcot. Yeah. They were saying that it's going to be the um, magnus opus of their magnum opus. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. You know, you know that word. That one. That that's what they're calling. The, the, it's going to be like the most spectacular of all spectaculars of nighttime shows. Right. And then it's going to be like a world of color on um, the wet on the East Coast. You yeah. Know? And the lake that they would that they have at um, World Showcase at Epcot. It's huge. It's so, so big. It's, you know, yeah. absolutely big. Um, and so I have been so excited about this because i love the show that they took out of there like even that they said it was 20 30 yeah, years old illuminations was great loved it still even on close we were there for closing weekend yeah. um and i was like wow this is a good show it is gonna be set well you're have i'm so happy to announce that they are moving forward with it and they've started putting together the new barges and so forth um that are going to be on the um that are going to be on the lake yeah and the barges are amazing. <laughs> are they, they're amazing? Well, you know me and my geekiness of it. You do have a geeky. Oh, so excited. I'm so excited for Harmonious. What makes them so exciting? Are they just like, are they radio controlled? Like, do they have like GPS that moves them around or is it? They're massive. Oh, all right. They are massive i don't want to give away too many details and stuff about oh, it right. you know because i'm trying i'm trying not to ruin the whole epcotness of it all <laughs> okay like we need something to be excited about when it comes and so oh but it's gonna be phenomenal oh that is exciting um they're huge and they need they, they brought in cranes we've seen cranes over there for quite some time now yeah that about preparing the uh, grounds for the new show when it does come in right um and they are moving forward with it and they are putting them together and they are doing all the things that they need to do and it's going to be phenomenal that's exciting with all the i don't want to oversell it because i'm nervous about that because of the world of light the the river of light show yeah. at animal kingdom and all of that which is permanently closed now i would hope that maybe after four or five years they might retool it and bring it back but they i have think a whole podcast about how they should fix that too though completely true and they probably should and they should and they tried and then and then COVID happened and then the shutdowns of the park and yeah. currently they're still closing animal kingdom at 5 p.m and if i were to guess i think that they know that their trajectory of the park is going to be you know their their projection is going to be that harmonious will be ready to go and that will be their nighttime show and that makes a lot of sense so that they'll continue to keep epcot or they'll continue to keep animal kingdom closing yeah earlier in the night at about five or six o'clock like they were previously and then maybe in 22 23 they might bring it back at that time you know do you i bet it's mm -hmm. do you think that they can bring harmonious into epcot before the the restrictions are lessened or do you think they need to hold off on that um i think they're going to definitely yeah no they they are holding off on it there's no way right they could well, I mean, they wouldn't want to the the lake like we said is huge that it's big enough that if you have a lessened number of people uh they could potentially still remain pretty safely separated around the entire lake yeah uh but now, even as I said it, I was like, well, they, they want a crowd. You want a crowd there to see yeah. that first time. And yep. so, yeah, I, I guess they will have to wait. It'd be interesting though, to see if that becomes the, what travel is going to be into 21, you know? Yeah. Um, and if that becomes the big nighttime show, 
uh, and they don't really do the bigger, maybe that becomes the show to go to at the end of the night, you know? Yeah. Um, and maybe the ones that we continue to see over Animal Kingdom, at, well, I mean, uh, Magic Kingdom, could be much smaller even. Maybe we just see the a smaller fireworks show in a, in a um, castle projection show. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we're going to end up seeing. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, but they are putting together the barges still, which is exciting. That is exciting. They probably already bought and paid for sitting there in the lagoon sure. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, after all the trouble that has happened with Epcot, I'm glad to see that they are still moving ahead with things to make sure that it's still a a park you want to spend time in. In uh, some ways, yeah. That's yeah. not just a giant construction site. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because I mean they put the new monoliths, is that what it's called? The the crystal gateway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the original. Apparently they were there originally and then they were taken out to put in they called them the tombstones. Uh-huh. So I don't know that they're the actual like they're the not actual they're... original ones, but they were the the same look was there originally. They're modeled after the new ones. And I bet the new building standards are at a higher level and the sure. materials are better. And they obviously are brand new because they're crystal clear. You can see right through them. Um, they look a beautiful. Just like a bad liar. You can see right through them. <laughs> Take that, Epcot. <laughs> and if, they're, if Epcot, Epcot is a bad liar of parks, right? Yeah, you can <laughs> see right through Epcot. <laughs> You can see, you see everything. Oh, that's so mean. I love that park. I'm excited that there were still two or three things coming that still oh, yeah. help, I, help pull it together. I was worried when we heard that everything was putting on hold because I was like, they just tore half of Epcot down. Let's hope that they can build some things back up. I'm still worried about it. Well, I, only time will tell whether or not it will spring back or if they will be able to uh, deliver on all the promises that they made. In a fraction. Oh. Uh. But for now, yeah. it's like I always say, I'm going to go to Epcot and get me some ratatouille. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast. <laughs>